To the Barack Obama approved world's greatest podcast. This is Hyphen Nation, and I'm your host, Kellen Conley. Uh, so, on today's show, we have a DJ out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, by the name of DJ Hollywood. I hope you really enjoy his stuff. It should be wonderful. No, but seriously, I do have my friend DJ Hollywood on the show. He uh, he actually came into Morgantown last weekend. He had a, he did a show for WVU for the Welcome Back weekend. There's kids everywhere, everywhere. Stupid students. Ugh. In case you don't know, I do not like Morgantown when the students come back because one, there's so freaking many of them. Because some of them haven't decided to stop going to class yet. Also, they bring their stinking cars. And they all think they should be driving. So it takes like about a month before things get kind of back to normal, so to speak. You know? I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Uh, The annual Welcome Back concert, Fall Fest, that WVU holds every year was last night. Headlined by Lil Yachty. I wasn't there, nor do I care. I'm not. I'm not a boat. I'm not a supporter of boats. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they call his fan base. I can't tell you one little yachty song. I'm so washed. Uh, but back back on topic. I've known Hollywood for several years now, ten plus at this point. Uh, met him just like I met my friend Cortez through. Um, my other friend uh, Wes Warren Stewart aka DJ Hypnotic when he started getting to DJ in Morgantown years ago he's the one who introduced me to Hollywood so it's been that long and funny story I kind of mentioned it a couple times on the on the interview on the podcast uh, we went to the Royal Rumble in 2014 me, Gary, Anthony uh, Thomas my good friend uh, Moose Smith, who has lost all the weight, he uh, he got a sleeve on his stomach as well as some intense workout methods. He's lost a whole person. Shout out to him. And then my friend Jonathan McCumber. We all went up to Pittsburgh for the 2014 Royal Rumble. The weather was awful all weekend, and I mean it was a good time. There was uh, nothing. Uh, besides us going around in bad weather, I mean, we saw a comedian, my friend Mike Osti, the buzzsaw took me to see, took us to see Dave Bracey, so that was the first time I met Day up there, Day of the Drinking Partners podcast, that is very prominent in the Pittsburgh area, um, went to a couple places, went to Fatheads for the first time, went to Church Brew Works on Sunday before the Rumble, uh, we just had, we had a nice little time, and then of course we went to the Rumble, and 
Uh, Daniel Bryan went in the Rumble. We were all mad. The crowd was very violent. Not violent. The crowd was very loud and angry, I guess would be better. We made all kinds of chants during the John Cena-Randy Orton match. And then we booed when Batista won. And most importantly, it was the last time that CM Punk was in a WWE ring. That night in Pittsburgh. I was there. So we share that connection. Aww. <laughs> but I think it was on Sunday or something. I got a message from Hollywood. He's like, because I've been posting pictures on Instagram and on Facebook. He's like, yo, you didn't tell me you were in Pittsburgh. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, as I knew he lived up there, but it never even crossed my mind. He's like, you didn't tell me you were here. It's fucked up. I'm like, what? <laughs> what do you mean it's fucked up? I don't understand. Like, what did I do wrong? Um, he, he just, I mean, he says it on the pod. He just, he just missed my face. <laughs> this is what he said. He just wanted to link up, get together and see and do something. Cause we were in his city, you know, something like that. But in rap and rap world, <laughs> in rap world, I've come to find out that there is actually kind of a rule when you go to another rapper's city where you where you kind of let them know just hey I'm going to be in Detroit Royce I'm going to be in Detroit uh Snoop I'm going to be in I'm going to be in Long Beach Game I'm going to be in LA um I don't know Nori I'm going to be in Queens Nas I'm going to be in Queens you just give them like a heads up and I I don't know like they might not necessarily even be there but I guess the the logic behind that is if some shit happens with you or your crew, um, then because you you've reached out to your contact there and made your presence known, then because they're from there, they're able to help you out um, based on whatever situation. I mean, you you roll up in um, I don't know St. Louis and murder a dude. I don't know how much Nelly can do for you, but uh, you you know. So, so it's just common courtesy is what it is, really. Uh, so I, I, I felt bad for that. But Holly, Hollywood is a stand-up guy. He, he's a great DJ. And I had messaged him when I saw he was coming in because I was like, yo, let me, let me uh, get you on the pod or whatever. So he's like, I got 30 minutes. So I met him at the Coliseum here in Morgantown. And that's exactly what we did. We did 30 good minutes. Um... Before we get into that, though, I promised y'all, I promised y'all that I was ready. I promised you that I was ready, that I was ready to talk about Scorpion. Scorpion is the fifth Drake album. Let me see. Let me count the ways. Thank me later. Take care. Nothing was the same. Views. So technically it's the fifth studio album by Drake. Even though So Far Gone was like an album and even though More Life was like a mixtape album and same with if you're reading this it is his fifth studio album. I recently completed another tour of the two album monster that is scorpion 
the album is it's okay I gotta say it might be worth some views and I've expressed my views on what I feel about views already to y'all before so the problem with Scorpion and the problem with More Life and the problem that began on views Drake is the biggest rapper in the world but Drake has no motivation to be I don't know to try because here's the thing it's not that there's no competition but he, he doesn't see anybody as competition he is the biggest star in the world other than Beyonce can I say that um and with that said he's complacent and that's why you've heard on this album you heard so many kind of man that was a corny bar not that Drake never had corny bars but there were just several times that I felt like it was like man that sounded like J. Cole from six years ago or just, it, just, it just sounded out of place for him It's just, I think I'm, uh, another reason why I realize that Hove is so great at what Hove does, or anybody that I mentioned in the top 20 MCs, because I did not mention Drake at all. One of the things I take for granted with some of those rappers is they were always on point. They were, they, they were all, I mean, there was bad albums, bad songs, you know, everybody had catches a brick every now and then, but the thing was, they were actively still trying to do the best job possible with the raps, and it just feels like Aubrey doesn't care a lot on this album. Don't get me wrong, the Kanye raps are dope when he's going at Kanye on a couple of the joints, 8 out of 10, uh, Mob Ties. All, all that stuff is cool. Um, talk up is fine. The the we, the the mark of a bad album is when all your singles have already been rolled out, pretty much, and they sound nothing like the rest of the album. Like God's plan was fire, and nothing else on the album even comes close to God's plan. Then you have Nice for What, a great song great sample but then that that's it that's that that's kind of that energy remains with that song eight out of ten has really great drake energy as far as him the rhymes that he delivers they sound they sound very um thank me later take care era drake with the energy that he brought to that but for the most part he just relies on this lazy flow with a deep voice just like this and now he's rapping like this and now I'm Jersey to Jersey to Jersey and I, I was hiding my kid from the world I didn't want to hide the fact that I had a kid it was just cause he, he, it's dangerous out there and I got Sophie pregnant and now I'm coming back to this Drake and Drake and Jersey and Jersey and he just he's he's just found his damn pocket and it's just so it's so aggravating you know 
Like, even... It, it, I don't know, man. Even on the title track views, uh, there's just a certain ambience. Like, think about 8 out of 10. When, or not 8 out of 10. Um, started from the bottom. Like, there, there's just a gravitas to his voice. And now he's so comfortable in this deep voice timbre that he doesn't want to leave it right here. So I'm just rapping now. I'm driving down the road because we mobile. Hyphenation is the greatest podcast in the world, and I don't care about anybody else who hears it. I don't really care. Um, nonstop is it's growing on me. But that's another thing about this album. Songs shouldn't have to grow on you. Like I don't want to learn to love this album. You know, if I want to learn to love an album, that's work. No one listens to music so they can learn to love the music. Unless they're studying it to learn how to do it themselves or something, you know? And that's very aggravating. At least for me, when I think about it. <sighs> um, I'm upset. Was Everybody agreed it was trash when it came out. The video, because I really love that Degrassi video, I thought it was a dope concept. It was good to see all those kids again, because used to watch Degrassi on the end when I first moved to Morgantown way back 15 years ago. Um, so I've been following Jimmy for a while. Reason I even found out Drake rapped is because I was on, I was looking at Degrassi stuff on Wikipedia and I think I went to Aubrey Graham and it says Aubrey Graham also raps under her name Drake. And I was like, what? Oh, I gotta hear this. And I was pleasantly surprised. Another thing about Scorpion that really bugs me is the overall lack of melody and song songsmanship. Let's call it that. Penmanship. One of the things that Drake has always been known for is his ability to craft a song. And by song, I mean with hook, hook versus everything. Like That's why when he first got into the game, he got so many features. And that's why him and 40 were working with Dre on Detox before they decided to shelve it years ago. Drake always had a way with melodies and a way with actually writing songs. He's gotten so far away from that. Several of these songs barely have hooks on them. He does the same monotonous flow. His singing, one of the things I actually enjoyed about Drake was his singing. I feel like even his singing on this album is kinda phoned in. And that that's quite disappointing because I mean you can even go back to views. I mean one dance, that was a big hook. Hotline bling, that was a big hook. Melodies. Um I can't think of the, the um the one joint that I, I really like off it or when the chance covered. Um Those are really good songs. And Views just doesn't have any really good songs. That's what I don't understand about Views. Uh, it's just a bunch of songs. Which leads me to my next point. The production is so blah. Other than the singles, 
and of course in my feelings which in my feelings almost sounds like a sounds like a freaking throwaway because it's only like what I think it's barely three minutes but that in my feelings almost sounds like Drake accidentally did that it didn't feel like oh this is a big Drake summer smash I don't think that was what it was it was like I like this song let me put it on there I don't know about all that. I like this song. Let me put it on there. Shout out to Drizzy. Shout out to myself. The producers. I, I almost want to say. Uh, I'm, I'm checking this out right now. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the album notes. And of course it's showing me Scorpion TV cherries. Shout out to Catherine McPhee. But that's not what I'm talking about. I want the studio album by Drake. Thanks. Now, where is it? Scorpion, Drake album. So, production-wise, let's see. No ID. Tay Keith, No ID. Noel Castell, or Cadastre. Non-Stop the Hitman, No ID. Cardo on the beat, Young Exclusive. Oogie Man, Oogie Man, Boy Wonder. The day that I tell, ten, you can tell. Mob ties, you can tell. Boy Wonder did that too. Mod Max, Sandra's Rose, DJ Premier, uh, Talk Up, DJ Paul, Lane, Prem, Rashad, Forty, Forty, Cadastre, Murder Beats, Black and Mild, Forty, Corey Litwin, Cadastre, Boy Wonder, Ratchet, Happy Birthday, which I actually kind of enjoy. I mean, it, it's it's. It's not anything that I don't know. Cadastre, Cadastre, Super Mario, Illmind, Taz Taylor, JR Hitmaker, Trap Money Benny. That in my feelings, obviously we know that now. Um, Forty, Joe Capo Kent, T minus, Boy Wonder. There's this is such a hodgepodge of sounds. And I just don't understand. When that happened with Thank Me Later, when all these other producers wanted to work with Drake because he's his first album and everything, I still feel like 40 did a great job of cohesing, of making the sound as collective as possible and putting his stamp on it too. Of course, we know Take Care was his baby, so was nothing was the same. Views still had a, a certain sound. Scorpion is just all over the place and it just feels like 40 even was kind of like man I don't know how 40's health is, but it even feels like 40 was kind of like uh eh, Whatever we're gonna put it out and all these songs are gonna chart anyway Complacency has become Drake's worst enemy At least when it comes to albums his features are fire I've had no problem with his features. I like the the, the lemon remix. I thought it was fine Walk it like I talk it. Fine. But well, I don't know. I'm not going to get into any speculation about what may have had to change after he went to Kanye and told Kanye I'm doing a song for my kid and I'm doing this with Adidas and then Kanye went and told Pusha and then Pusha turned around and released Story of Adidon. I'm not getting into any of that. What had to be changed or anything as far as that. I don't know if the album was better before or after that this track came out. All I know is that I'm upset 
with this album because it's not very good. I almost want to call it pile of shit. I thought views was shit, but then it kind of got better. But again, why I gotta learn to love it? That's bullshit. That ain't how things... That's not how any of this is supposed to work. I'm just saying. It's not how any of this works. <sighs> so, I do want to talk about some highlights real quick, though. I don't hate the whole album. And I, I don't hate it as a, in general. I'm just... I'm upset. I, I just think it's fine. <sighs> Survival's cool, I guess. I'm not a big fan of the Mount Rushmore me with four different facial expressions nonstop. I, I mess with that. Elevate's okay. Emotionless is underwhelming. I feel, I really feel like Emotionless would have been... I, I was just waiting for more, and he was like, don't hate me. And now I'm sitting here in my Maybach in Toronto. Wish I could talk to my son, but my son ain't here. I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. But, uh, God's plan. Absolutely wonderful. Great. I'm upset has grown on me because of the video. It, 8 out of 10 is one of my favorite songs. Extremely short again. 315. Only two full verses, I believe. Mob Ties is cool. Can't take a joke, okay. Sanders Roses. I'm more here for Premiere. Talk Up. More here for Hove. Is there more? Okay. Peak. It's okay. Summer Games. Peak. Jaded. Okay. Nice for what? Fire. Finesse. Okay. Ratchet. Happy birthday. I, I'll give him that. That's how you feel, Blue Ted. I don't care. And my feelings, of course, don't matter to me. Don't matter to me, actually. That one kind of goes. And I know people don't like the Michael sample. I mean, Michael didn't have a whole lot of ton of finished vocals out there, people. In fact, I think they just put out a, a... I don't know if it was a new single or something that I saw they did a video for for a Michael song. And the vocals still don't sound right because one thing about Posthumous uh, Michael Jackson posthumous Michael Jackson al um, albums and I haven't heard anything they've put out of Prince's yet is because Michael was such a perfectionist that his finished vocals that we heard on all his solo albums or any Jackson's albums anything like that they were fine tuned and everything was just too perfect so you can't expect to take some raw demo vocals from X amount of years ago and not actually have the man here to to um, shine it up, and then you come out with flat sounding vocals. It, but I like "Don't Matter to Me." I do enjoy it. After Dark is fire, and Drake has nothing to do with it. Static and Ty Dollar Sign killed that shit. That shit's dope. Final Fantasy's fine. <coughs> I want to talk about March 14th because the last thing I'm going to say about uh, Scorpion is I really feel like Drake has nothing left to talk about, even with the birth of his son. You would think, oh, man, he just had a kid like he's, he's definitely going to have some things to say. Like we've seen when Drake has something to say, he says it. 
he's never had a problem otherwise. And it just seems like he's run out of things to say. There, I don't even think there was any really good stories about girls that he was into or anything like that. Not even if he was making it up. He's kind of tapped. He's tapped out at this point. I mean, we know his uncle helped him. We know that his dad is a a deadbeat and is trying to recapitalize off his son's fame now. We know that Sandra um, is, is his mom's and everything, but the lack of personality that that Drake put into this album is really surprising. Even Views had its moments. But I really feel like he just said, fuck that, I'm not really going to go into it. And that's one of the things that Drake has always excelled at. That's that same shit that Budden always excelled at. Is when you open it, when they open up, you want to listen more. And the fact that it's missing from this album really disappoints me too. I'm upset. But March 14th, I was ready. I'm like, oh, all right, this is going to be the song about, about Adonis. This is going to be the song about the kid. He's about to go in. He's about to say some real shit. Of course I close it. He's about to say some real shit. Five minutes and nine seconds. You better believe it. No. We get one verse where he says, I have this, I got this other tattoo for someone else. Now it belongs to you. But I'm going to get a bunch of more tattoos for you. Um, Can't believe I'm a single dad when I yelled at mom and dad about it for so long in these records. And that was about the only thing he said. We'll talk more when the time is right. That was the most disheartening thing about Scorpion for me. I mean, we knew he wasn't going to come back and push at this point. But you just wanted something. You just wanted to hear him have that conversation with his son on the album we didn't get it we didn't get it at all so what he did give us which I I found was cool was he actually did um, when he does the little cover that's from my boys and men second album too which is one of my favorite albums of all time Uh, I believe that song was called Khalil and they did that for their manager, Khalil Roundtree, who got killed uh, shortly after the release of Cooley High Harmony. And that was like their little dedication to him. So I thought it was really cool that he, he used that. And the analogy of changing from a boy to a man. So, so Scorpion exists. It's fine. It doesn't really move me other than those couple songs I talked about. Marcus rearranged the track re- the track list on views and made it sound better. I don't even think that can be done for Scorpion. 
unless you're going to make it an EP. There's just so much baggage on this album. And it's not even the good baggage that Drake normally talks about. So I'm going to I'm going to revisit it eventually. Obviously. I mean, there's a lot of new other music I need to get to. I finally got some stuff on my iPod. I got that new Nas on my joint. So I was wrong. Nas isn't retired. But from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing most people say that he might still be retired and just tried rapping. This will be the only thing of uh, the Wyoming sessions of Kanye's besides Daytona that I'll be checking out. Haven't checked out his album, Kids See Ghosts. Not in the Tiana Taylor. No offense. And I have not checked out that new song, Ecstasy, that Clark Kent just dropped. Fuck Kanye. I don't care. Kanye died in 2016. <sighs> um, so, yeah. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about this album, but I really don't. So, we're going to switch it up. Let's get into this interview with DJ Hollywood, my good friend from Pittsburgh. We talked for about a half an hour about his career, how he got started, um, DJing in general, and all that. So, enjoy. Sitting here with my good friend, DJ Hollywood. What's up? What's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, Nothing much. You know, every time I come to Pittsburgh, you yell at me. Yeah, man. <laughs> People be coming to events and all this stuff and don't be getting at me, man. You need to get with me when yeah, y'all come to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I understand. I, I, I've learned more since then because it's kind of like you go to somebody's city. You kind of have to let them know what you're coming through at least. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's just for like two days. No, you know we good. You don't need no pass. I just, I miss seeing your face, man. Oh. You, you hit me when you come to the burg. It's all love, man. Yeah, you know? so I saw you were in town, in Morgantown. Right. Uh, you did an event for WVU? Yeah, uh-huh. Nice. Um, so how'd that happen? It it's was like, good. It's, it's a little welcome uh, back thing that we did at the gym. Okay, at the and, uh, at the rec. Yeah, at okay. the rec center. Gotcha. Uh, I got the uh, message from DJ Dollar. He gives me the nod from time to time to come Dollar. to university events. Shout yeah. out to DJ Dollar, man. DJ Dollar, man. That's a good young man. That's my guy. Yeah, man. I'm known Dollar for years now. He, he yeah. he's he's learning under Strizzy and yeah, getting man. better with his own marketing stuff and Absolutely, everything. Absolutely, man. I love that kid. I stand behind him, man. He's a good dude. So, I don't really know, but. Um, where are you from? Pittsburgh originally? Yep, I'm from Pittsburgh. Okay. And uh, you're, you're a DJ, obviously. So what, yeah. what got you into music and DJing? Just, I don't know, music always spoke to me. There's something about it. Like, music was like... My childhood wasn't super tough, and I didn't live in the roughest neighborhood, but I was mm. just like a little loner for a while, introvert. Music was just always the escape. Right. And I just couldn't, I couldn't leave it alone. I just couldn't leave it alone. I, I eat, sleep, shit, music. It's just <laughs> how it works, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's how um, I ended up getting into music, too, because my dad was really into music, and then my mom was in music, my stepmom was in music, so, right. and then eventually my friend Matt got me to start rapping, like, right. 21 I years ago. my dad and my grandmother and my aunts, like, you know, my dad, my mom and my, my biological mom, my dad split when I was very young, I didn't even remember her. And uh, so I was always with my dad, and he listens to, like, so many different genres, and 
he's like an audiophile, so he had like mm-hmm. eight tracks, you know, records, forty fives, cassette tapes. Like he just had different collections, and some of it was the standard stuff that you listen to, and some of it was kind of eclectic. And mm-hmm. Like it was just a, a bunch of mixed stuff. And then my aunts would always listen to the old soul records when I was over on the weekends. Yeah, cleaning the house. The soul and the funk music <laughs> was their thing. So that's how I get into that. All the different angles of the music. That, that's what's up, man. Um, yeah, so. I, I, I kind of radio DJ'd for a while and I've done some DJ gigs, but I've never actually called myself a DJ. So one of the things I wanted to do on my podcast, consider I'm like 70 plus episodes in now, right. is get people on who I know DJ, like you and Shirzy. I had Monster Lung on before. We talked about the Cavs. Man, shout out to him too, man. Yeah. He's a big influence and helped me out really. Like, I mean, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't even talk about it, man. He he sent me so many emails and did so many things and pulled so many strings for me that Mm -hmm. I don't even think he know how much he means to me, man. Shout out to Eric Jordan. He does it, man. Eric Jordan does. He's touched a lot of people. I really appreciate that. He's like his father like that. Like, his dad passed a few years ago, and, like, I went to um, the, like, the little celebration of his life and everything. Right, right. And there were so many people who got up to talk about him. His father's name, Norman? Yeah, Norman Jordan. Norman Jordan. Yeah, Yeah, man. And you can just tell he comes from that lineage, man. Just the cloth that he's cut from and the way he speaks to you and he commands respect and he really earns it and he's just really influential in all the positive ways man yeah absolutely I just never I never had I know he has bad days but you know what you would never see it when you talk to Eric because he's always able to just put that aside and just just vibe with you every yeah. time I click with him man absolutely so did you start DJing up in Pittsburgh um you know what I didn't start DJing in Pittsburgh. I started DJing actually here at WVU for a tiny little bit, and then I went back home mm-hmm. and started honing my skills, and then came back when I, I actually went to WVU as a student twice. Oh, okay. So my first stint was in 2000, and then that I came back. I came back <laughs> in about 05, 06. Okay, that's when tried that to we linked give up. it another crack. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that was my second stint here at WVU. The first time though, I wasn't a DJ. I was just a little party kid, man. Oh, just you know, in here trying to keep the grades up unfortunately i did not yeah same same the parties keep going and i'm now i'm getting paid for it <laughs> yeah you 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 and hypnotic uh hypnotic end up getting his degree eventually but you yeah. both jumped in there man and yeah and i th- i think i met you through hypnotic i think maybe absolutely yeah because you were were you at shooters it was a hip-hop <laughs> hip-hop night shooters and Excuse hypnotic me. was in there yeah. yeah shout out to him too man there's a lot of good djs down here that i still i still link up with i don't link up with him but we still in contact yeah i see he got things going on in maryland and the um east side of the state mm-hmm. in west virginia and he's always on his grind man but that's yeah. where i met you on walnut street at shooters yeah man because well, i would always just come down he'd be djing late night and i'm like up oh, it's one o'clock in the morning i'm awake i'm gonna go down the shooters yeah he was doing his thing man playing some hits man mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so you, you came down here and you're partying and you went back did, did anybody specifically trying to mentor you or did, are you all kind of self-taught like I in mean, the early days I'm for the most part self-taught but you know what like as a DJ you always you know reach out to people and sit in people's booths and see what's going on and try to soak the game up and there was a few DJs that did that for me and the number one is Sean Nice oh goodness Sean Nice sold me my first pair of turntables he literally he gave you a good deal he gave me a nice. He gave me a nice deal. He gave me a little bit below market value. I figured he would. At the time, I was strapped for cash. Me and my girl just split. We mm-hmm. both moved down here together, and she went back to Pittsburgh. And honestly, I didn't even know how I was keeping my lights on that week. Right. And Sean gave me some turntables. Was like, look, go knock out these couple of gigs you got lined up. I'm gonna give you these early practice. I went and paid him, and the rest is history, man. Yeah. He's he's always you know been willing to help me with 
the equipment, knowledge, how to bid on gigs, get your paperwork right, insurance, just any professional stuff that you need help with. I've always reached out to him, and he always, you know what I mean, got right back to me. He was yeah, always man. receptive to that type of stuff. Sean, Sean's a good dude. I love Sean. Yeah, he's the he's the guy. The other one is John Mahellis, DJ Cadillac from Pittsburgh. Okay. And I, when I went back to Pittsburgh and started taking it seriously, like, look, I'm ready to do it. You know, he let me sit in the booth, and shout out to him, man. He does finest events, and he, he's one of the best DJs and uh, event planners that I've ever, ever uh, crossed paths with. Did you ever have problems with um, when you were learning, like, uh, with your ego and uh, being patient about that kind of thing? Because I've met a lot of DJs, or I've, li- I've known of a lot of DJs just is out there who don't want to pay their dues, and they want to jump on immediately, and they get tired of sitting behind someone, and then they get out there on their own, and they could have obviously learned some more before they really went on their own. Uh, are, did you have any problems with that at all? A little bit, but, you know, it, it comes with age realizing that you were doing that type of thing, recognizing it now that I'm older, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like... I did. The guys gave me the nod, though. You know, and they told me, like, man, I think you're ready. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, I played behind the scenes for almost a year and a half, two years before I even bought equipment. Right. So, like, you know, it was a little bit of a transition. And I thought I was a little bit more ready beforehand. And I fed myself to the fire a few times. But, you know, I, it was rough around the edges, but I smoothed them out pretty fast. So it didn't that, that transition wasn't as bad as some. Right. Um, so you, you came down here You came Well the second time Did you meet Eric The first time you are down here Or meet him the second time You are down here I met him the first time Okay So when he was still He was with the recons And stuff then. Yes 304 oh, recons wow. The trailer Hey man listen Yes <laughs> Yes I, I, let's I was... talk about The recons a little bit <laughs> Yes Let's 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 do that um, Cause the, the recons Are the 66240 Paycheck game originally mm-hmm. DJ Bearcat mm-hmm. DJ Moss along And then they brought in Big Chief and they were they were like the first big West Virginia thing oh, I yeah. ever heard of, like rap oh, yeah. wise. Man, I was playing some of that music back in Pittsburgh, and people was checking for it. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Sound Vision Volume One, Volume Two, and then down six. here, down Charleston, mm-hmm. it was banging them things, man. Yeah, man. I miss those days. That's what everybody says. I just missed it. I got here in 03. You know, and I'm, I didn't meet E to 05. I had a little more responsibility now than I did then. Mm-hmm. And it was a little more just carefree living, having fun. Yeah. Yeah, and, man. I, I, like I still was maintaining and p- paying all my bills. And guess what? My credit. I didn't have no messed up credit back then. I didn't even know about credit for real. Oh, uh, me neither. But it, it, it was fun, man. It was something else. I remember uh, one of the first Sound Vision shows I went to was at, I think it was called the Ice House at Wheeling. Mm-hmm. It was at... Uh, uh, the wheel, the school in Wheeling. I can't think of the name of it right now. Okay. Um, but it was like this round bar, and it was like a couple floors, and uh, it was called Ice House because they used to literally make ice in the place, like wow. back in the day. And it was like the whole crew was there, and it was like Beans, Johnny E, uh, me, Ace Six. Beans. I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, Be- Beans still be running around a little yeah, bit. He yeah. got a fam now, but I see he be him. popping up. I see him with the fam. <laughs> I, I, I follow him on the social media. Yeah, on the gram. I mean? That's the, where that's where he's at normally. On the gram, yeah, that's where I follow him. Mm-hmm. I, just, I like to keep up with people. Man, just to see how they flourish it, man. He's doing his thing, man. Yeah, and we, we got there and I did a little set, and that's when the Gmo Morgantown thing happened. So I had Profit Money with me and CFX, my boy Chivalry, DY was mm-hmm. with us. We all went up there and we were all we did D-Y, our little set. Uh, David Morris. Yeah, David Morris, man. I remember him too, man. Yeah, wow. he, he's doing folk folk music now. Yeah, he, he switched it up a little he bit. He did. Ain't mad at him? No, not at all, man. Man, you gotta, you gotta, you know, when you find your sound, some people don't don't realize how it is as an artist when you're able to create all these different things, and they just want to 
you know, like kind of put you in this little box, man. That's what they were trying to do to him. Mm -hmm. and, and the hip hop thing, don't get me wrong, he had bars, but what he's doing now, I'm glad he's doing something he's passionate about and continuing to just do his thing. I, I agree. I can tell that he definitely loves what he's doing now way right. more. Right, absolutely. He's having fun with it mm -hmm. and he's pushing the genre. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at, at that show, I ended up getting real wasted because it was drink, free drinks and everything, and I ended up blacking out drunk and everything. A lot everything. of that back then. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, you're, where do you DJ at on regular up there right now? I'm at a place called Senior Frogs. Mm -hmm. It's in the south part of uh, the city near uh, Brookline, Dormont area. Okay, you got a, you got like a regular gig like every weekend. Yeah, yeah, I got a residency there. Nice. I staff Thursday nights. I pass that off to my my homie, my partner BMW the DJ. Shout out to him. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do this shit without him. And uh, I do the Friday and Saturday nights from ten till two. You ain't shit without your homeboys. Not at all, man. Um, and when we're younger, we're like I said, we don't always realize that. But now I think we're both mature enough to know. To realize I got some solid dudes that's still with me. Yeah, and yeah, I really, absolutely. I rely man. on them, and hopefully they rely on me too. Cause so that's how it is. Do, do you just spin hip hop normally? Predominantly, you know, Predominantly. like hip hop, a little R and B, a little reggae, a little throwback pop stuff. But okay. majority of the urban stuff. So, what do you think of the state of hip hop music? Popular hip hop music right now. Be specific. <laughs> Trap me like the the mumble rap. Man, this is how music is supposed to be. Man, it's the new wave. That's oh. the that's the young era. Like, yeah, you know, back when LL and everybody else had the boombox, that was a different style, and this is the style for them. So yeah, I'm a DJ, so like, I, like you know how? Of course, there's a wheelhouse for me, and some of the stuff that you know suits my taste. Mm -hmm. The stuff that's coming out now, a lot of it doesn't but i like the beats i like the bop i like the energy it's, it's, it's the young energy it's the new wave yeah absolutely i'm okay with it um i have trouble with it sometimes but being a, a, a rapper it's a little different when i don't right. have i don't have to cater to anybody no. really and but you, and hell i'm not even a rapper anymore i'm a podcaster so you did the lyrical stuff and you had some bars man i remember yeah well i appreciate you saying being nice like that <laughs> ain't being nice i heard i still got some in the hard drive bro oh, i appreciate that um I have trouble with it sometimes, man. Like I, I literally only, I only listen to certain things that I know I like, and then even my favorite rappers now are kind of letting me down. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially a certain one from Canada who I was championing for several years. He's kind of letting me down recently. Well, <laughs> I mean, everybody grows, everybody gets comfortable, and everything like that. Right. So you're you're not the type of DJ who um. Who like you get hired for a gig and they're like, all right, well we want you to play some house, or anything like that. You're not type of like I ain't playing a fucking house or anything like that. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't even take those kind of gigs. Okay. I got enough. You straight up with them. And I got enough. Yeah, like mm -hmm. most people that come to book DJ Hollywood, they come because they want my sound. Right. Like that's they want me to be me. Yeah. And like I do other events and cater to things and go, you know, I could do some family stuff, do the weddings and play, you know, the throwback stuff, the clean and some rock and country and. All the genre stuff doesn't matter, but for stuff like that, we got to talk about it and prepare. Yeah. And the price got to be right because I don't want to, you know, who wants to go do something uncomfortable just for the money? Right. You could be paying me a thousand dollars, but at the end of the day, if I'm not comfortable with the gig, I'm going to go somewhere else and I'll settle for even three, four hundred less if I'm having excitement and touching more lives. Yeah. That's how I get down. Absolutely. Um, do you run like I remember? Hell, it still happens here. Unless you're like Yemi or something like that, somebody who's been here for a while. Do you run into a lot of places up there i know that you have senior frogs you know of a lot of uh, in the dj scene up there do you know of places that are doing the whole 
$50 DJ nights and just taking whoever and letting anybody yeah, get on. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There, you know, because there's so many bars and there's so many places. Mm-hmm. There's always a place that just could put in a dude that'll like, he'll take 50 bucks a pitcher of beer and he's okay with just talking to college chicks, having somebody in his face all night. And I'm the opposite. Right. Honestly, I don't even like taking requests. You're going to go with this flow or you're not. I wanted not. to ask you about the request. <laughs> you're going to go with this flow or you're not. Like, I'm I'm cooking back here and it's cool. This ain't like McDonald's, man. This is a different kind of restaurant. Right. Yeah, because at, at one point, I feel like a lot of that stuff was going on here and a lot of the DJs out of jobs or out of town. Is that eventually what happened to you and that's why you went back to Pittsburgh? I mean, I outgrew the financial status of DJ pay here in Morgantown. Yeah. They was trying to pay me peanuts, man. Yeah. And I can't keep getting the same pay grade and step my game up. Like, mm. you know, I'm, I feel like, you know how them rookies be? Yeah. Then they're burning their knees out for $3 million. Then it's time to get paid and then, okay, then the, the, um, the organization gives them a the contract. Well, look, I stepped my game up. I was ready to move up. I felt like I needed to get paid. They weren't trying to pay me right, so I had to go back home and get that money. Okay. Uh, and then it was just that. So you went back and you immediately was like... I went back to Pittsburgh. I had a game. What was your game plan? I didn't even have a game plan. I was just like, you know, I got friends and family I could chill and flop with for just a, enough to get me a gig. Mm-hmm. And it happened. I actually moved back to Pittsburgh with a DJ that I met here named Michael Willis. DJ Mad Mike. Shout out to DJ oh, Mad Mike. What up, Mike? Man, Mike. I met him. We became friends down here, and we just kept talking all the time. He helped me out with some equipment, and then I didn't have a place to go. I moved to Pittsburgh, and I was with my girl for a while that was down here. It didn't work out. You know how that shit is. Yeah. And then I went and stayed with Mike for a few months, man, and uh, got me back on my feet, saved up, added some ammo to the DJ arsenal as far as equipment because I was running real scarce. Yeah. Bare bones. <laughs> I was renting shit, borrowing shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's how that happened for real. Okay. So as far as equipment, um, what what is your go-to? Are you are you Serato guy? Or are you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I, I use Serato. Serato uh, DJ Pro. Yeah. Yeah. And you you've never had a problem being Serato like. You're not one of those guys that's like, man, I wish I was on vinyl, or nah. it, it took you a while to adapt to nah. it, or I can mix on, I can mix on vinyl, not not the same, you know, crisp mixes you're gonna get out of me on Serato, but I can hang, and it's not no train wreck. Yeah, I started right at that era where people were still using CDJs and actual CDs. Mm-hmm. Some people still had the vinyl, some people was a digital tran- transition and moving over, so. That whole four years when I started DJing was when everybody was switching over, and it seemed just like real easy for me to jump in because of that. I learned on a lot of stuff, so right. I could do the turntables, yeah, I could do the controllers, I could mix by ear, you know what I mean, and all that's no issue anymore. So, what what do you think of DJs that are out here doing shows like literal con literal concerts, like the big big DJs, and then you go to their shows and they literally are sitting there with a laptop, and then they play in their mixes. And then they got the, the lights and the yeah, confetti and exactly. they're dancing and they got Just the faking, hype man. And they faking the funk, man. Yeah. Out here making cats like me look bad. <laughs> but some of them earned it, like as far as their production mm-hmm. and, you know, the, just the value they hold because they got it the right way. And then there's some that didn't. I don't know how they're in that position. I have no idea, honestly. And they'll be up making a million dollars and play an EDM festival, making all these shows and be on tour all summer. And I'd be sitting at home shaking my head. Right. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. Like at Fall Fest, probably about, it was before Leah was born, so probably about five years ago, yeah. they brought in somebody 
and he literally stood up there and was just punching buttons and all these kids were just going nuts for him and there's confetti and yeah, everything man. else and I'm like what Air are y'all doing all these bells and whistles yes <laughs> ain't no DJing right I'm like how is this man headlining Fall Fest and yeah, he sat like, there with Ableton and put together a nice time set mm-hmm. and just had it cut out to the set time hit play at that right time and just act accordingly that's how some of these cats is doing let I would that, never do that let that bass drop <laughs> I'll never play a mix or nothing I'll run to the bathroom and I'll run back before that song over <laughs> I'll apologize for dead air for three seconds before I play a mix in a club yeah yeah, and there's a lot of dudes back in our uh, back in our day that was literally doing mixes in the club and then just walking around and drinking and talking and setting you know, playlists. Like yeah, yeah, man, absolutely. Because you had to play. What was it? That's the thing, though. That's what some of the people was willing to pay for. And then once I exceed that, and I feel like that diminishes me, mm-hmm. I'm not watering my shit down. I know how to do this. Why would I do that? Yeah. Like, listen. When once you learn how to walk, how long do babies keep crawling? They don't. I'm not doing that, bro. Yeah, that's, makes, that's how they makes made perfect me feel. sense. What was it that shooters when walking? Well, not moonwalking. <laughs> shooters always, um, I can't even think of it. Who used to own Shooters or was in charge of it? It was always Sam and Muhammad, remember? Muhammad, yeah. yeah. Um, but who, the, that was the guy who was always you yelling. You know they wasn't what? paying you right when they come with the money real tight and rolled up like this. Mm-hmm. You know that shit's short. Yeah. Uh, they always wanted to uh, pour some sugar on me. Oh and yeah! At midnight, you had to play three corny ass songs. You had to country play country roads, country roads, or you had to play country roads. That was mandatory. Yeah, you had to play like pour some sugar on me, um, shook me all night long. Yeah. Uh, Regardless, Mr. Jones, and Counting Crows, some shit like that. Didn't matter how big packed the club was, how good you were DJing that night, you right. had to stop you had everything. To, you would derail the entire shit. And oh. Insisted that you do that dumb shit. But at the same time, that would be nights where they would have uh, drink and drown. <laughs> True. I mean, but I don't need to do that to make it so dramatic to tell you the drink special's over. I got a microphone and, you know, enough savvy to just say it. Yeah. But they, you know, I let them run it how they want to run it. But, uh, you know, all good things come to an end. Yeah. So what, what's your typical process for getting ready for your um, for your gig every week? What you mean? Like, uh, I mean, like, do you like sit down and go through all the new music and all that? Honest with you, I don't do none of that shit. (laughs) Listen, I take here's here's the thing. I take some requests from certain people because I know they got the ears to the streets as far as music is concerned. Yeah. And then I look at the record pools throughout the week, check you know what releases were out the last couple weeks, just listening to music on the road and stuff to hear what catches my ear, hot singles, you know, artists that are you know trending right now stuff like that that's how i get down and i, I don't put too much into it on a week-to-week basis it kind of mm-hmm. it builds itself a few files every couple of days that's okay how it is because when i was doing uh u92 doing the urban donner i felt like i spent at least two days just going through music and stuff for like yeah. thursday and saturday and stuff yeah just to try to switch it up and everything because uh-huh. i can play what we've been playing but also when right. i have you don't want you want the new stuff monotony a bit right that's how i do it too i play some of the hot songs will be the same but you know, got to mix them up different so it hits the ear different. Yeah, and radio is a little different than the, in the club too. Right, it's just the format and the song selection with the radio. Yeah, because on radio, like people hear a new song and they're like driving or whatever and listening at home, and it's like, all right, cool, this is what's up. But you're dancing in the club, you hear a song you don't know, you're gonna stop dancing. Bingo. Yep. And then the girls leave the floor. And then once the girls leave the floor, then it's over. Yeah. So <laughs> you lost the momentum. Here, we're gonna play a little scenario. So. Your, your night's going well, and then you play something, and then, I don't know, 12.30, 12.45, you see the floor is kind of filtering out a little bit, and you, you don't got, you're like, all right, I, I want to bring the people back. 
do you have like a go-to that you would throw on or anything like that that you know I can start playing this and then it'll, it'll bring the people back out on the floor or do you just kind of work through it and let them come I back kind of work organically it and let them back organically sometimes it depends on the situation like mm-hmm. if it's like an event or you know it's like you know a wedding dance floor oh, I want to okay. try to bring them back right away yeah I'll put on a dance song a line dance something like that but at the bars and the clubs it's okay you can slowly build it back up because when they're doing that, that's money for the bar and that's the bottom line anyway. So nobody really gives a fuck. That's true. And then there are bangers that you could just bring them back out with. You just got to typically know the crowd. Like if it's a trap crowd, you just got to know the artist. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that 2006 to 2008 Gucci or Lil Wayne Steady Mobbin or right. Meek Mill Dreams and Nightmares. Like something that people know the lyrics to that has some energy to it yeah and there's definitely there's plenty of them out there that Plain Jane mm-hmm. by uh, ASAP Ferg yeah it's got that nice little bounce to it that it brings, does I get people dancing with that right now That's it's cool. fading out a little bit but it's still still working right but you haven't gotten them tired of it either because you're not hitting them head up I'm, with I'm it. Not, I don't even play it every week man. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, my playlist switch up there's very few times where I'm playing it'll be similar stuff but I don't double that up I check my history so I distinctly don't do that okay so you do do a little bit of research just a little bit yeah I've been doing stuff it a while stuff so it's that's easy. second nature yeah, yeah and not, nothing that you have to sit there and really do right. homework for bingo and stuff like that because there's some DJs who in that scenario would freak out and immediately drop Cupid Shuffle <laughs> and you know it perhaps you know it yeah right or Cha Cha right so I try to get out Cha-Cha of it a different slide. way I try to pick something else and blend it in yeah put something with a, a beat that they know over it and you know beat match and have it overlap so they could you know get a different feel yeah because sometimes it, that works too because sometimes a song will be a dud and it'll just some reason they're not feeling it and you can just put something over it and then all of a sudden you bring that shit right back and let it ride out mm-hmm. uh, I, I used to DJ air quotes at Bucks <laughs> in uh, South Park before uh it got burned down for insurance money. Um, <laughs> I remember that spot. I've, I've been there. I DJed there a few times. You know what? Eric Jordan plugged me in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was Sound Vision's home for like Shout out to 18 e. months. Oh my, man. He does so much. Man, uh, and I, would, I can't I can't express it, man. There's no words to express it. I know. And I would, there'd be night there'd be times like that where I'd have a decent dance floor and then I'd lose it. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, do I really want to drop this? And I would try to work through it, but then there'd be times where it'd be like I, I just have to get people back out there and right. they're just kind of sitting at the bar or whatever. Uh-huh. But at the same time I was gonna get paid my whatever I got, I think I don't even remember what I got, like eighty dollars a night. It was something. Yeah. I was really filling in for E on nights that he couldn't do it and he got his rate and then I got my rate and I didn't really care to do it was more like helping him out so I get it that's how it is man yeah um, you were capable of doing it though yeah well thanks and I know you did it to show him love <laughs> absolutely so I appreciate that because that's my guy yeah um well let's see so who is DJ Hollywood outside of DJing outside of DJing yeah what, 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 what's 36 the man year like old father man yeah you know me with the cannabis culture. <laughs> I try to push for the legalization. Yeah. I try to do charitable stuff. Just trying to give good advice, man. Trying to, you know, I want people to be better men and women than some of the people that was around me. And I wasn't a good person all my life. You know? Right. I wasn't like a bad person, not stealing, robbing, you know, straight junkie. Yeah. You know, nothing crazy. Just things you ain't just, proud of. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like, you know. I just want other people to be successful and take a better path. So I just try to, you know, tell them about some of the things they should do and tell them about some of the stuff I did and maybe they can go another way. Yeah. But that's who I am. I try to just be a good person, man. How many kids you got? I got two. You got two. How old are they? Ten-year-old son, five-year-old mm-hmm. daughter. Okay. I knew you had I knew you had a daughter. 
Yeah, I got a son and a daughter. Because we're in that uh, clan together. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, bad boy, the Bad Boys 2 Club. Yes, sir. Ludacris uh-huh. looking motherfucker. <laughs> um, what, what what else do you, I mean, I know you said that you, you, you're in the cannabis culture, everything else. Um, what do you do to kind of relax or just when you're on your downtime where you're not playing the kids, taking care of the fam and like, uh, what, what do you, what else you do, man? Like Traveling. Yeah. You should have got the weight still. I'm not almost 400, man. I lost some weight, so, but. You do look like you lost some Eating weight. good, man. I just try to, try to. You know, I, I don't really get too much time off. Like, mm-hmm. I try to, that's when I get into trouble, man. I try to stay busy, stay focused. Yeah. And when I'm not working, like the DJ thing on the weekend, I'm trying to just build the business up. You know, acquiring right. stuff, leads, graphics, social media stuff. And I honestly want to move out of Pittsburgh. I want to move either south or west. Okay. Pittsburgh's not even the greatest place for DJs either. And I feel like, well, I, I still got some good years in this game. I think it might be better served out of this region. Mm-hmm. Just the whole region in general. It's washed. Yeah. Uh, so, south, south or east, you said? South or west. South or west? Yeah, either. Any destinations in mind? Uh, the Myrtle Beach area is number one. Ooh. Number two is LA. Beach DJ. Number three would be Las Vegas. Oh, shit. Yeah. You should and go. number two and number three kind of ties in a little bit more with the cannabis culture stuff as well. Cause yeah. I've, I've already done some of that type of stuff. DJ side stages at Cannabis Cup. Mm-hmm. And done a lot of stuff with, you know, the seed and the growers and stuff in, in a lot of different regions. Colorado, Michigan, SoCal. So yeah. I'm just trying to continue in that path, too. I got you. You should call up the Raiders because they're moving to Las Vegas. And you could be the official DJ for the Raiders in Las be, Vegas. That would be crazy. With all your Pittsburgh Steelers tattoos. <laughs> you know the Immaculate Catch was a fake, right? That shit didn't really Here happen. There you go, man. <laughs> I didn't see it hit the ground, so I don't know. We still gonna celebrate. I wasn't alive, so it was fake. It didn't happen. Well, you know. Damn you, Franco Harris. I know y'all like the Raiders, the Browns. I still, I still love y'all, man. Yeah, the Raiders are my squad, but I do Browns in our blood with with um Eric and uh, right. my I friend saw, Anthony. I saw that. I, I caught a couple episodes. I think yeah, you guys, they, you know, they I, have a lot I'll of check fun. Check in on y'all, man. I have a lot of fun, and I, I try to help them out every now and then. And with the Browns, man, I gotta check the schedule. Maybe we could do a Steelers version when y'all come come to Pittsburgh or go to Cleveland. We can see what's up. It's only two hours away, man. I'm, I'm absolutely. That drive. We can do this. They would love to have you on the show. I would love to sit down with yeah. you guys on a Sunday and just chop it up. Man. Hell yeah! Let's tailgate. Let, let, let's do it. All right. Put a little tunes on. Have a sip. I will uh, pass the word on to Eric and Anthony. Tell them the message, man. Let's make yeah. it happen this season. Check that schedule. Let's get it. Yeah, man. Um, cause, cause they're all about trying to be in that, I mean, obviously any, they have nowhere to go but up. Right. So they're all about trying to I'm not the, do I'm, that. I'm a Steelers fan and you know, I'm not the hating kind of guy. Right. It's far as sports. I'm a hater by nature. I hate my ass off in other aspects. But as far as sports, I don't be throwing that in nobody's face or be talking about, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, I want to see them succeed for, you know, parody's sake. Mm-hmm. I want the division to be stronger. Right. I want to see a game. If they beat us, hey, look, we're trying to get you guys the next time we see you on a Sunday. Yeah, the AFC that's North just, hadn't been real strong in a long time. That's just the competitor in me. This is how I am. Mm-hmm. I love to see all of them. You know what I mean? I want to see people win, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would see if the whole league went 8-8 eight and eight and it was tiebreakers to get in. I don't know how many times I can say, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I keep saying, yeah, absolutely. It's all good. Um, oh, I, My coworker today, we were talking about some fancy football stuff today. And we were talking about the Steelers. He said he respected Roethlisberger. He's a Steeler. He's an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. He said he liked. He respected Roethlisberger, but he said I don't like Mike Tomlin. I said, like, why don't you like Mike Tomlin? He's like, he's a crybaby. He distracted his team from Jack the playoff game. I was like, he didn't distract them. The Steelers has a hole was looking past them at the Patriots. That's what yes, they were doing. They were. And I can agree with that. My, my the whole thing. Team was. I, 
Tomlin's a blackhead coach in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I, I have to back him a little bit, and, uh, even feel, though he's coaching the Steelers. I feel obligated to as well. And yeah. Me, you know, being pro-black. <laughs> blacker me blacker. black and pro-black. Blacker and blacker by the day. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, I, 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 when I see people like that in a position like that, and it's a, a person of color, I have no choice but to, to back them and root for them. Yeah. You know, I agree. I, he's not perfect. He's not the best coach, but he's my coach. You know, at the end of the day, I, I trust his decision making. Mm -hmm. We've been a successful team and the torch was passed to him. And I think he's made some very sound decisions. And he won a Super Bowl. You can't argue with that. Right. It does. It's just, I mean, we're, we've been a team. We're, we're the upper echelon of the NFL every year with mm -hmm. him at the helm. Y'all have not been down say. since. There hasn't been a dip. The just late little, 90s? Just a little hiccup. Yeah. There ain't been no dip. It's a solid football team right. year after year. And I think it starts at the top with the Rooney organization. Yeah. And I like Mike Tomlin as a head coach. Is he the best head coach in the league? I wouldn't agree with that. And I think there's a couple other guys with some acumen. And they, you know, they're a little bit better as far as the X's and O's. Mm -hmm. But I think he's a good motivator. And I think that over the past couple of years with the drama and the things that have been going on off the field with the players, I think he's been saying all the right things. I love him in interviews. And... As far as being black, how many other black head coaches are there? I can't um, even think, bro. Like your boy, your boy Marvin still got a job in Cincinnati. There's like two or three. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I gotta yeah. be supportive. Yeah, I, that's how I feel. I feel the same way about black quarterbacks too. Absolutely. Because everybody in Cleveland's calling for Baker to start now, and I'm like, let, let Tyrod start, please. please. He's a proven starter. Yes. With some weapons now. Yeah. A there's bit no reason line. to put Baker out I there. I think they got a better offense than the Bills do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I think they do too. I think they have a better team than the Bills. And they had some tough breaks. The, they, and they actually have faith in Tyrod because Tyrod got benched last year. Bingo. If for you a look little at bit. the point margin too. There's no way they're gonna. I see them. I see them having a better season, period. It's, it's got to. And I think that starts with a proven quarterback. Not that he's proven oh, he was black. to be successful. Hugh Jackson's black. <laughs> Go ahead, not I'm that sorry. he's proven to be successful, but he just got a little bit more experience. I don't know if Baker's necessarily ready for that yet. Okay. I like his athleticism. He's a flash, but it's just not yet, not yet. Sit and learn. Get ready. Get right. So Pittsburgh and the area around it has a lot of breweries. There. Yeah, they're popping up a lot. Are, are you um, a beer snob? Or do, you, do you check out some of the brews every now and then? Or are you just kind of like, give me a Bud Light? And Yeah, I'm a basic beer. Grab a, honestly, my preference yeah. is a basic beer, Miller Coors, whatever. Yeah. I honestly drink liquor more than I drink beer. I don't drink beer very often. Mm -hmm. But they, they have had a lot of breweries. There's supposed to be a, a Black Brewers Festival going on this weekend. Yes, actually. it actually happened and today. I was reading some information. Amber Epps, shout out to Amber Amber Epps, mm -hmm. Hollywood, with the ice cream and Moscato. I love your girl. <laughs> she got her own brew. You know what I mean? She's a part of that. It's a special thing going on, man. Yeah, I asked you that because they're doing that Black Brew Festival yeah. up there, and I wanted to go, but I, I, had, to go. I had to work. And then I'm down here doing my other thing, yeah. DJ thing. So I'm always around, but two, I've seen it. I two of it. the guys that's involved in that. Um, Dave Bracey and Ed Bailey. I don't know if you've heard of them. I was reading about them. They're comedians around yeah. there. They do a podcast up there called um, Partners. Um, 
Drinking Partners. Drinking Partners. That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They interviewed the mayor a few years back and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. And I actually, the weekend that you yelled at me because I went to the Rumble four years ago <laughs> and I hit you up. <laughs> Um, my friend uh, Mike Osti actually took me and my uh, friends up to see Day Bracy at a club up there. Like we went treacherous ice covered hills and stuff. See Day up there. That's what's up. It's funny as hell. And then he started his podcast shortly after. Good. So part um, drinking partners is a big deal part a part of that. And I just wanted to shout them out. And I didn't know if you knew them or not. So if you ever run to Day Bracy personally, but I'm gonna look I'm gonna look more into this. I have heard of the podcast before. Yeah. Through, I have some other comedian friends that put me on to some stuff. Okay. And they um, mentioned that. Yeah, so if you ever see Day or Ed, you tell them that uh, Kellen from Hyphenation said, what's up, Hyphen? 100%, absolutely. Yeah, because I, I talk to him online every now and then. For sure. Oh, well, shit, let's check the time, because you said you had about half an hour. We had 34 minutes. Yeah, man, I got to get ready to hit this road, man. Back All to right. Pittsburgh. I'm back on at 10 p.m. in the mix to 146. Oh, you senior frogs? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Got to make that money. Gotta so, feed the kids. parting advice for one, up-and-coming DJs, or just DJs in general, and then parting advice for life in general hit it all right my parting advice i'm gonna go with the djs of course first Mm -hmm. young djs practice your craft i'm gonna repeat practice your craft i hear a lot of djs that think something sounds good man you know if that shit sound like a real good dj or not practice your mixing practice Mm -hmm. your craft get you you don't have to have like an og dj to follow but like look at other successful djs and you know you know just take notes man soak up the game and just take notes study it carry carry some crates yeah man <laughs> even though crates don't exist anymore i mean anymore. crates don't exist anymore but there's there's ways to pay your dues equipment still needs carried mm-hmm. there's still openers we still need opening djs we still can't be in two places at once if promotion ends still at a certain needs to be time. done yeah there's social media there's graphics there's just all types of stuff that you can do to help pay your dues like you know just just tag along one night sit in the booth Go get the DJ something to drink so he ain't got to do this. Play a couple songs while he goes and use the restroom. Um, swap out the batteries in his wireless microphones and stuff before the big weddings. You know, just and be his assistant for the day. Come dress fresh with a polo shirt on or a tie with his brand. Yeah. Just do stuff like that to be supportive. And I promise the love will come back to you tenfold. All right. And what about just in general, life in general? Now, life in general? Yeah. Find your pace. Like some people can live at this fast pace and some people can pack so many things into a condensed time frame. You need to find out if you're that person or not. You need to find out if you're able to thrive in those high pressure situations. And and if you are, do it. Push yourself to the max. That's how I feel. Like, you know, if it's like that use it or lose it shit is real. I'm pushing myself to the max right now and I honestly I haven't I haven't felt as good in years. I feel like I'm 26 and I'm 36. Yeah. And I was getting lazy and I thought I was breaking down. It was because I wasn't doing enough. I wasn't using I wasn't using my, my mind, body, and spiritual power. Use every bit of it. And I don't know what you believe in, the higher power, any of that shit. But guess what? All the rights and wrongs, pretty much all that shit matches up. So you can throw all that out the window at the end of the day. Keep some good people around you. Keep some people that smile when you see success. There's always going to be some haters. If there's these people that's not congratulating you and acting like a fucking cheerleader every time you do something, guess what? They're not for you. You need to believe in yourself and you need to have people that are around you that believe in you and are in alignment with your movement and realize what you can accomplish. Like sometimes you got to push yourself. You got to pack it in there, man. 
don't sit around waiting for it because I swear, man, it's going to be gone before you know it. And you don't want to lose them opportunities because that's some shit you'll never get back. You'll be looking back and just like thinking about these decisions you made and the tangents that put you on in life. And there's only about three or four decisions in this lifetime that are going to spin you like that. But guess what? You don't want to wait until it's too late to realize it. Mm. Pay attention to the shit. Keep your eyes open. Keep your head on a swivel and push it, man. Just just live it to the max. Damn. Good shit. Thank you. And uh, no request. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how much they pan. I, I might take some requests tonight, man. I'm, feel, I'm feeling good. Man. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you get out of here. I appreciate it. let you get it, back man. on the road. I really appreciate you getting on here with me, Hollywood. Thank you very um, much, man. So I'm just going to time, bro. Oh, no problem. Pleasure's all mine. Special thanks to DJ Hollywood for meeting me at the Coliseum and hopping in the whip so we could talk for talk for that time. It was really fun. Um, can't wait to hang out again. He said he wants to do some... He might come on Browns in Our Blood. So we'll have to figure that out. That'll be dope. Oh, Browns in Our Blood is back, by the way. Season 2 started last week. Uh, episode 2 is coming out t- uh, this week. So Eric and, and Anthony are back at it. Get all your... Uh, your Browns fix. But honestly, look, even if you're not into the NFL, like Marcus is kind of is, is not watching this year, even if you um, have a root for a different team, I mean, I'm a Raiders fan. I think it's a lot of fun to watch Anthony and Eric together and talk about the Browns because the Browns are one of the most tortured stories in, in sports. So to hear two fans sit down and talk about them every week, especially in the way they do it, I think it's a lot of fun. So... Make sure that you're checking that out. But if you want to be a part of the world's greatest podcast, chill, all 71 episodes, go to iTunes, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Leave a comment, and I will read it on the show, good or bad. If you're not into iTunes, you can go to Google Play, um, Google Play Music. You'll find the show on there. Uh, Also on Google Podcast, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast. The TuneIn app, all those places. Um, the episodes are on my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/b hyphen. So you can check them out there. I'm a little behind, but this will be coming out on there eventually, as well as all those catch the shows and uh, the most recent episode of Lemon Lemon on the Edge. So shut up, I know. Um, let's see, hyphenpodcastgroup.com has all the episodes. Hyphenuniverse.com, my personal website, has all the episodes. Um, if you go to hyphen podcast group and then click on the shows link in the menu, that's a hyphen universe, hyphen pot, hyphen, hyphen podcast group.com and go to the shows link. I may have said it right the first time, but I'm just making sure go to hyphen nation. You will see an RSS link. You can take that or take the old feed feeds.feedburner.com slash hyphen nation 2016. Take either one of those links, turn those some bitches sideways Put them in your favorite podcast listening device, and you can get all 71 episodes of Fire. Chill. Just like that. If you want to contact the show, B-H-Y-P-H-E-N at gmail.com, hyphen podcast group at gmail.com, at B hyphen on Twitter, at hyphen pie group on Twitter, hyphen universe on Facebook, hyphen podcast group on Facebook. Any of those ways you can get a hold of the show. Let me know. Um... The words of wisdom were already... uh, Hollywood already dropped that for you. He he dropped some knowledge at the end. I was really impressed by what he said. So that's your words of wisdom for today. 
Power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what that may be. No matter what you may do, you got to do you. Shia. This episode was sponsored by Circle K Coffee. This keto diet is working. I've lost over 20 pounds. So I'm going to keep on ketoing. Maybe I'll talk about it here on on the episode here. And I appreciate each and every one of y'all listening to the show every time it comes out. Um, It means a lot to me that I'm not just listening to my own voice out here. Because sometimes it feels like that. I mentioned it um, a couple episodes ago about the frustrations of of not being able to see your results. But I know people are listening and I do appreciate it, fellas. Fellas. <laughs> well, there goes my female fan base. Sorry. No, I appreciate all of y'all that listen to the show. Seriously. So until next time, thanks, y'all.